welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, I'm flying solo today. The docs aren't uh, in the office today. They decided to leave this one on me. Uh, but I wanted to bring you this uh, fantastic episode that I think relates to every single person on this planet, uh, whether you are a runner, you're a student, you're a powerlifter, you're a weekend warrior, you're a strength coach, a physician, it does not matter. You know yourself or somebody else who has had back pain, and that can be tightness, sciatica, it really doesn't matter. I'm kind of talking about global back pain, any pack discomfort. And with that, knowing that you or people you know are going to encounter that, the more information you have, the more helpful it is to minimize your risk of developing it. Uh, and knowledge is power. And knowing these four common mistakes that can worsen back pain is also informative to know to also minimize your risk of developing back pain. So uh, preventative. So I'll start right off the bat. One of the most powerful things we talk to clients here at Sports Performance is, you know, movement is truly medicine. And you guys, have you, you might have heard of, of that actual saying, and it really is powerful because any time, the majority of time that you have pain or discomfort, movement will make it feel better. Now, there's a lot of caveats to that if something's bro- uh, broken or uh, significantly damaged. But the majority of people who have kind of lingering pains, uh, shoulder, knee, back pain, whatever it may be, movement usually makes it feel better. So the number one common mistake uh, that can work in, worsen uh, back pain is being inactive, meaning not moving. Uh, there's, there's, there's two parts to this, right? So uh, being inactive is a risk factor for back pain, meaning uh, if you're not active uh, and one side of the table, you can have cardiovascular issues, uh, you know, if you're not, you know, moving, pumping blood through those arteries or, or veins. The second part is that your musculoskeletal system or all the muscles and tissues and everything else become weaker. So if you're not moving or challenging, it's almost deteriorating or uh, worsening, so weakening. So when you have muscle weakness and you try and do, you know, pick up a box or or do something out of the ordinary, uh, that's a higher risk for developing an injury. So uh, just knowing that you need to be moving, it's something that uh, sounds very, very common sense, but uh, anybody who's ever had back pain, you fear that movement. And uh, if you know what I'm talking about, it's probably because you had something pretty significant happen in your life that you've uh, felt, uh, you know, numbness and tingling going down your buttock or behind your thigh or the calf, and you are afraid or timid to do that same motion because you know what that feels like. However, movement is the best thing you can do in this sense. Now, it just has to be below that threshold of what you know is gonna increase your pain. So if you have had back pain or you're looking to minimize back pain, challenge it. Move, I don't care. You know, if you uh, sit for a living, walk. 
If you are very active during the day, uh, bike or row or get off your feet and do another form of exercise, there's always ways around um, healthy movement. Okay, so that's number one. This one's actually pretty interesting, the second one. Number two is not managing your stress well. Uh, a recent study looked at factors that you know predicted low back pain flare-ups. So people who already had existing back pain, uh, what was a potential um, contributor or association with flare-ups? Interestingly enough, stress and depression were associated with um, low back flare-ups. Now, and uh, really is depression is, is associated with the, the increased uh, frequency and severity of the low back pain flare-ups, meaning you need to take care of your mental health to make your physical health better. Now, stress and depression impact your mental health tremendously. And if we, we talk to clients about this all the time, if you're not, uh, if you don't think you're going to get better, you guess what? You're not. So you have to change your mindset, being able to get out of that stress and actually physically move. We know that you know physical activity uh, increases endorphins and, and makes you feel better, uh, it makes you smile more, all these things that uh, really impact your body's interpretation of that stress. And that's what it really comes down to. Stress is normal, we're all gonna have it. It's what we interpret with that information. So learning how to manage your stress is gonna minimize your risk of low back pain flare-ups. Now that's pretty fascinating. Uh, more interestingly, in, in this actual study, um, and we all know this inherent, like intuitively, but it said that participation in physical therapy was a deterrent for low back pain flare-ups. That's amazing. Meaning, uh, you know, physical therapy, which includes exercise um, and and stress management in terms of the the physical side. Uh, can also decrease flare-ups. So uh, number one, we talked about being inactive. Uh, number two, not managing your stress well. L number three is lifting more weight than you are used to in a position you are not used to. Meaning, if we get a lot of people who say, you know, I have back pain and I, one of the times I flared up was I was picking up a piece of paper or I was just bending over to tie my shoe. And these individuals, most of the clients will say, it was the lightest thing, I didn't expect it, I went to bend over and I just got stuck or I felt a significant pain and I couldn't stand up. Now, the problem with that is not, it wasn't the picking up the paper, it was the motion that you were not stable in to be able to pick up that piece of paper. Meaning, if you don't have deadlifts or any form of strengthening in your routine, you need to have them. You need to get comfortable with lifting things off the ground, squatting down on the ground with weight, more than your body weight. You need to be able to feel very strong and resilient, uh, bending forward, leaning over, squatting, all these general motions that happen on your day-to-day -day basis. So if you increase the weight or resistance that you're challenging your body into to get into these positions, 
the more that your body will be prepared to do them. So it wasn't the picking up the, the, of the paper that hurt. It was because you didn't have the strength to be in that position or you never exposed your body in that position. So if you have back pain and you've always been afraid to you know, pick things up off the ground, you need a partner with somebody, get a, a, a strength coach, a physical therapist, anybody who knows what they're doing in the health and fitness world um, and who can look at your proper mechanics and could give you sound advice on how to minimize the risk of uh, having that flare up again with proper mechanics. And you know what? Guess what? Deadlifts and picking up uh, weights off the ground are not bad for you. Doing it with proper position is bad for, or improper position. So poor lifting mechanics, that's bad for you. And also never exposing your body to that stress is bad for you as well. Because guess what? When you go to do it, that's when you're going to have the pain. So allow your your body's, you know, to give them, give it the ability to manage forces, all that stress in those positions. So you decrease your risk. I know that sounds very, really, really straightforward or very, very surprising to some of you, but these are the things that we see constantly in the clinic at Sports Performance. We've had people who have had uh, four to five, you know, back surgeries or, you know, one microdiscectomy or one injection or two injections or all this back pain and, uh, you know, who found a, a, an exercise routine and went to therapy, all these things and, and finally got better. And we always ask, you know, what? What was the biggest difference? What made you feel better? And a regular answer is, you know what, Chris? It was actually lifting weights. It was deadlifting. It was back squatting. It was uh, putting my body under stresses that I never thought I'd be able to do. Well, go figure. You were not prepared to do them. And guess what? You probably don't need to lift all that much weight. And I think some of you might be even listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Lift 500 pounds? No, you don't need to do that. It just needs to be more than your body weight or uh, above just your normal body weight. So meaning even a, a, a weightlifting bar, which is 45 pounds, that is lifting more than your body weight because you're actually lifting your body weight. Say you weigh 200 pounds, you're bringing yourself back up from that position plus 45. So now I'm lifting 245 in theory. So uh, all small things that you need to be aware of, uh, again, to minimize risk. So that was number three. Number four is, uh, and this is, makes sense to a lot of people, but you need to hear this, being overweight, a high BMI. So uh, low back pain is more prevalent in people who have a high BMI. So you have to understand the higher your BMI or the higher your weight is an easier equation to, to understand the increased risk for low back pain. So the good news is that your BMI, it's not a forever number, right? Like it doesn't have to be everything and everything. You're not going to be 150 pounds your whole life. You can change that with, you know, diet and exercise. And those additional lifestyle changes, such as say, for instance, you end up going and, uh, and joining a a running club and you want to, you want to lose weight. So you decide to run, uh, as, as part of that exercise. Well, guess what? That lifestyle change of running 
also decreases your risk factor for low back pain, meaning exercise alone decreases your risk and you're going to try and lower your, your body weight, which also decreases your risk for back pain. So, and it's also going to give you the endorphins and the, and the stress relief. That's also going to decrease your risk. I think you guys are getting the message. <laughs> exercise and movement is truly medicine. You need to incorporate these changes into your life and you need to have somebody to be there to help you out. If you don't need somebody and you feel like you can manage these, good for you. That's amazing. But I'm specifically talking to the people who have had significant back pain or at least one episode where they're like, I don't want to have that happen again. If that sounds familiar to you, first and foremost, don't let it run your life. It shouldn't run your life. Secondly, you need to challenge it. Conquer your fear, get over it, and um, work with somebody who can help you conquer it. There's a difference. A lot of people that we see at Sports Performance, they come in with, with pain, and we understand that. Our biggest goal is, first, is to decrease the pain. We can do that. The next step is to get you exercising to create a stronger, more resilient, uh, less injured, more happy, healthier person. And then lastly is to work on things to help prevent it from coming back. If you understand those three steps, you're looking at long-term relief. If you just say, I want to get out of pain and you just focus in on that, that's very challenging because you cannot decrease your back pain or uh, get rid of it without really conquering it in the sense that you need to be able to uh, get into exercise um, and work on the injury prevention side. It It is a must. And if you've ever been to the clinic here, uh, you're going to hear it from everybody, um, everybody from the, the physical therapist, the uh, strength coaches, massage therapists. You have to be able to get outside your comfort zone and address these four. And if you're not, they're simple, easy things that you need to be implementing in your life like yesterday. Uh, and, uh, you know, if if you have the back pain and you sought help and you don't feel like you've gotten results, then I think that you need to find other people because there are long-term solutions outside of injections, medications, and surgery. Um, and just these four things alone can change your life. So uh, on behalf of the team at Sports Performance, who left me here high and dry, um, I wanted to say uh, thanks for listening, you guys. We really appreciate um, all the feedback that we get on this podcast, and it's meant for you. And uh, we really hope you enjoy all this great information that is easy to implement and is actionable. Just go out and do it. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.